Charles Davis with us, NFL on CBS, Sirius XM Radio, NFL Network. It never stops for you, does it? How do you juggle all of this? I think the same way you do. You know, you have multiple things that are going on throughout the year, and I feel like, what was that book, the, the, Everything I Need to Learn in Life I Learned in Kindergarten? Most of the time they tell you the busier you are, the better you are, right? The more things you have going. I don't know that that's absolutely always true, but I think for the most part it is. And, and I think I enjoy being busy. I'm fortunate to be busy. You and I had a conversation about that today where my dad and I kind of complained my dad a little about my, my so-called work schedule. And he kind of let me wallow for a minute. And he said, I thought that was the goal. I thought that's what you wanted in this. And he's right. So I consider myself fortunate. So then what's next? What's the next level for you? Are you always looking forward to something bigger, better, or are you kind of happy with what's going on? You know, it's, it's one of those things where I think we all are in, so, in certain ways. But uh, when Jim Trestle was head coach at Ohio State, I had a ball game of his, me and my crew, and he was talking a little bit about, all right, guys, I've enjoyed the meeting. I got to go talk to one of my assistant coaches. And uh, he kind of said the way he said it, and I said, Coach, you got something you got to really talk to him about. And he goes, well, he goes, you know, He's chasing and he's, he's trying to get to the next level, which we all want to do. But what he's got to learn is he's spending more time chasing the next level instead of taking care of business right here, right now. I said, that's how you get your next job. Be great at what you're doing in the present. And I've never forgotten that. I know it wasn't the first time I heard it, but that's the first time it resonated with me. So be great at what you're doing or, do, or maybe I should rephrase that. Be the best you can be at what you're doing. Strive for greatness at what you're doing and everything else will fall after that. Charles Davis with us. Let's get to football now. The last 14 seasons around Jacksonville, only one season above 500 in that time frame. Then the chaos of last year with Urban Meyer and everything that happened, that's all in the rear view now. At Wednesday's camp and around the building, what is now your first impression of yet another new regime and a new era of Jaguars football? I feel like we say reset, new era, change but it's, I'm not cynical about it it's kind of the way it goes in this league when you aren't overly successful everyone's trying to find that that key to success and that's why they change coaches change GMs change quarterbacks change management whatever it may be unfortunately Jacksonville's had to do it more often than anyone would want to in the recent years but it certainly did feel good out there today. And I don't say that just because of, oh, we're sitting here in Jacksonville. It's the way, the way, you know, the thing to say. I've known Doug Peterson for a while. Watched him build in Philadelphia. I remember his first year at Philadelphia. I think they went 7-9. and nine. Carson Wentz is his rookie quarterback. They came into Cincinnati late in the season. Cincinnati was a really good team. And I, they didn't win the game. But they were on a losing streak. But Doug Peterson was still the Doug Peterson that I knew from before. And I think the ability to withstand the tough times, the ability to transmit to his team what it looks like going forward, and also reading the room. He came into a team that whoever was around last year, they were a little beat down, for lack of a better term. Confidence level low. I think he and his staff have done a really nice job of kind of trying to reestablish trust, communication. As one assistant coach told me today, he said, hey, man, the room locks from the inside. We want to keep them here. We're not trying to kick them out. And I think that the players have responded to that. I really enjoyed what I saw out at practice today. A lot of coaching, not a lot of screaming, and players responding really, really well. Charles Davis with us, NFL and CBS, Sirius XM, and NFL Network. Well, the most important guy is number 16, the quarterback. 
it's year number two for him. Obviously, a new system, everything going on around him, but they've put a lot of pieces in place on the coaching staff around him, a lot of layers around the quarterback, and they spent a lot of money in free agency around him too. So it's all about number 16. If you have that guy and have him comfortable, then you can take the next step. Agreed. Absolutely. I love the way that you laid that out because that's what you have to have in this league. I say it every year now. I don't know how many years I've been saying it, but this game of football has never been more quarterback-centric than it is right now. And and it it seems to continue. Remember when you could kind of play around your quarterback a little bit? doesn't happen very often and I know a lot of people like to point back like the Ravens when they won the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer was a first round draft pick <laughs> so it, people have kind of forgotten that you know it wasn't like he didn't have any talent okay but did the defense handle it they certainly did because remember they went the whole month of October without an offensive touchdown so obviously the defense carried them. that's one of the, the big examples but you don't get it very often if your quarterback can't play you're not going to be able to keep up you've got to have a guy who can get it done down the stretch and Trevor Lawrence has every opportunity to do that and I think for him all the things you laid out are, are perfectly aligned It's exactly what he needs. But the big one for me is this year going into the season, he wasn't rehabbing. He was preparing, you know, rehabbing from shoulder injury. He told us, you know, today that he didn't start throwing until May last year after the shoulder surgery. So that means he's not in the weight room. He's not getting his body armor right. You know, he's not getting himself ready to go. Not that he's not trying. He just couldn't physically. This year, that hasn't been the issue. And it just changes everything that you're doing. And he needed that with a coaching regime change. He needed that with a new playbook to learn, with new bonds to form. And I'll stop here on this. Doug Peterson in Philadelphia, I thought, did a great job with his quarterbacks and and how he he coached them. Doug Peterson is the head coach, former NFL quarterback and play caller. Underneath him was Frank Reich, who was his offense coordinator, now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, and the quarterback coach, John DeFilippo. All three spoke with the same voice to their quarterbacks, but they all got a little something different from each of them, right? How about here? Doug Peterson, same position again, head coach and play caller. Press Taylor, offensive coordinator, Mike McCoy, quarterbacks coach. It's the same type of a formula he's trying to build here. Charles Davis with us. Who are you most excited about in the offensive weapons? Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne. Who do you look to first? If you want to nail it down to one for me, Travis Etienne. Because with James Robinson coming back from injury, we know the quality that he brings. Etienne didn't get to play last year, and I thought this was an excellent draft for the Jacksonville Jaguars. To me, Etienne is like a a bonus first-round draft pick because he didn't play last year. I know there's a lot of speculation about him splitting out and being a slot back and all that, and that's what the previous staff did, and we'll see some of that, I'm sure, because he has the skills. But I think he's going to carry the football. That's what he did really well at Clemson. I just thought last year before that happened, I just wonder if that was overblown. You're taking a guy away that you're going to turn and hand it to, and that's where he made his, his, his living, and now you turn him into something else. Let him be the primary thing he does best first and let the other part be the accessory. So he becomes the guy I look to first, although you mentioned some others. Tristan Kirk becoming a wide receiver one. Evan Ingram, can he fulfill the promise that's there? Because if he can, that's really explosive. And in Doug Peterson's offense, the tight end gets a lot of balls his way if he, if he warrants it. Charles, let's flip it to defense. There's a lot of new around here the last two years in terms of personnel on defense. And, of course, the whole scheme's different now with Mike Caldwell running it. But when you have two first-round draft picks 
on defense in one season to go with a guy like Josh Allen and some of the big free agent names the last two years on the defensive line and in the secondary, that's a lot of new and a lot of talent. What is it supposed to look like on Sunday, though? I, we don't have an answer for that. Do you have an answer for that? I sure wish I did, but we can, we can look at what we've seen in the past from the people who are around it and running it. So that's Mike Caldwell, the new defensive coordinator. Where did he come from? Tampa Bay. Who was he under the? Who was he he working under? Todd Bowles. What does Todd Bowles like to do? As soon as like I always laugh like every week. As soon as the first game, the game's over, Todd Bowles has drawn up blitzes for the next week. Okay, Wink Martindale is the same type of guy who's now the defense coordinator with the Giants. That you know, there's going to be 15 to 18 new looks per game that they're going to throw at people. I don't know if Mike Caldwell will proceed quite that way with such a young defense. He may have to scale that back a little until they get their footing. But I like what they have on the edges. Now Josh Allen has a tag team partner. Trayvon Walker is a, is a rookie and he'll have to come along. I want to see Caleb Von Chason take a step and become a, a viable pass rusher, you know, who can be the third guy and do it. I like what they have inside and Smoot and Roy Robertson and, and, uh, and, uh, and that crew. So when you look at it overall, you like the makings of it. I just don't know if he's going to have them running before they can walk. And I think that would be a smart play on Mike Caldwell's part because if you can protect Devin Lloyd and let him just run and hit, I also like Chad Moom out of Wyoming. I know the opening game wasn't the greatest, but guess what? I think ultimately he's going to be a player. He had a higher grade than Logan Wilson, who was a starting linebacker last year for the Bengals in, in the heart and soul of their defense, coming out of Wyoming athletically. I think Chad Moom is going to be a really good player too. Final thought with you here. It's middle of training camp. It's preseason week one. Give us your AFC South power rankings, Charles <laughs> Davis. Well, as much as we're sitting here, I'd love to put Jacksonville one. I don't think I can do that. Not just yet. Right now, they're going to be battling it out with Houston for that third spot. Because to me, it's Tennessee, Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Tennessee, however you want to look at it. I think I have to give the nod to Tennessee because they did it. Indianapolis had a great opportunity, but these Jaguars sent them home. And you and I were talking for earlier today. That was literally the team, talk about Indianapolis, that everyone else in the AFC was fearing at that point. They were like, oh, God, if they get in and Jonathan Taylor running the football and that defense creating takeaways and all of a sudden you guys bounced them out and there's like a sigh of relief throughout the AFC. Like, Woo, we have to tackle Jonathan Taylor now. But to me, that's where it is. But this team won three games last year. They're going to win a lot more than three games. And when I say a lot more, you know, double that number, maybe a little bit more than that. It just depends on how the breaks go. We know every, what, 17 last 19 years in the NFL, one team's gone from worst to first in a division. Could this be Jacksonville? I'm not predicting it, but I never rule anyone out in this league. Always great to visit. Keep up the great work, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's always great to see you. I hope I get to see you a bunch during the season. That means I'm getting here to Jacksonville. Means the Jags are winning as yes, well. If you guys are we, and that would be a whole lot of fun, wouldn't it? Now it's another young quarterback on the scene. How cool would that be for the AFC?